This podcast is brought to you by 87.7 Berwick FM, Lancaster Student Sound. Hello, welcome to the Welcome to Lancaster Berwick FM podcast series. This week we're going to be talking about studying and how to, yeah, how to manage workload and how to do coursework at uni, um, especially at Lancaster. I'm Theo. I'm a member of Berwick FM, and with me are Quinn Hello. and Eddie. Hello. Um, and yeah, and we're just going to be talking about studying at uni, but also at Lancaster. So hopefully if you're a new student or a fresher, we hope this is helpful to you. Let's let's dive right in. I'm assuming most people listening to this um, have just done A-levels or something similar. What, uh, Quinn, we'll start with you if that's okay. What would you say kind of the difference is between A-level at school and then kind of coursework degree at uh, university? Um, well, I feel like the difference between A-level and uni is kind of like the difference between secondary school and A-level in that it's a lot more narrowing down usually into like smaller areas. Like in A-levels, usually you take around three subjects and then at uni, um, it's pretty similar, but you have to spend more time on your own doing stuff rather than contact hours. It's basically like you spend more time working on it, but you spend less time with tutors and stuff. Although there is a difference in that now you have um, you have lectures and then seminars instead of just general classes. Um, so lectures are like you'll have much larger groups and you'll have a lecturer and they'll usually like stand at the front of the hall and they'll have a PowerPoint presentation or whatever. And they'll like just talk through the whole thing and you got to make notes. And it's if you like the subject, it's OK. If you don't, <laughs> it's awful. But um, just try and pick a subject that you like, I guess. And you, um, you, get, you get some good lectures and some bad lectures as well. Yeah, don't you? Like yeah, you teachers. Really yeah. Like some lecturers are a bit bland and you can kind of tell they don't really want to be there. But if you get lecturers that like actually like what they're doing, it, it can be an art experience. And then seminars are smaller groups, usually like 10 to 20 in my experience. Um, and it's more like discussion based usually and you have to talk to each other, um, which isn't the best if you don't want to talk to people. <laughs> but it's it's better to like solidify the things that you've learned. Would you kind of agree with that, Eddie? Um, I think it really depends on your subject because yeah. um, I, well, I do computer science. I don't get proper seminars I get lab I get lab sessions um I think the number one difference between uh a levels and university is obviously as probably everyone knows but it's in it's independence and there is no like there is no hand holding because you learn something in a lecture they don't go over it again well unless you have well you're fortunate enough to get revision lectures sometimes but 90 percent of the con- content you have to actually go off and you know re- review yourself there's no like easy way out like you do actually have to know all the content and you yeah. do actually have to you know work at it like if you if you miss a lecture unless you're lucky enough to have a lecturer who puts all the notes online and just reads off the slide so it's all in the slide yeah. if you miss a lecture you're, you're more or less stuck like that's it yeah unless and, you can get someone else's notes yeah um and it's Dependent on departments, but um, well, in the computer science, we're quite fortunate in that most lectures are recorded. But that's that's very uncommon. Um, it's also at the discretion of the lecturer um, because they can choose to um, 
just not have their lectures recorded if they want. Um, but if you're fortunate, they'll probably have some form of PowerPoint slides, which yeah. is always good news. <laughs> um, yeah. But your actual physical notes are important as ever. Yeah. My, um, sorry. sorry, I was just going to say I do um, theatre and German studies, um, and I found that with both those departments, the languages department and the arts department, they're both pretty good for putting like PowerPoint slides up on Moodle, which is the website thing that we use. Um, I don't really know how to describe Moodle because I used it in A-level. But um, so they'll have like each week and they'll put all the like documents that we use in the PowerPoint slides. So like like I just said, it's, it's different depending on department. But for the mm -hmm. arts and the languages, I think they're pretty good with putting up PowerPoint slides. So it's not as big of a deal if you miss a lesson or lesson, lecture, seminar, whatever. Also, I suppose the difference is actually at university, you are dealing with some really complex topics as well. Yeah. So yeah. if you choose not to go to lecture and try and catch up, like you can try and do that, but like you just might not actually understand the subject you're trying to catch up on. Like, just <laughs> this, so... is why I've, this is why I believe that computer science is one of the best departments because <laughs> we are given, to be fair, we are very fortunate, your mileage may vary on this one, we are given power, in-depth PowerPoint slides, um, oh, recordings okay. of every lecture, um, you know, recommended beautiful. reading everything oh yeah we it's, get recommended reading as well yeah nobody reads the recommended reading so that's the tea <laughs> don't don't get involved it's <coughs> you I, should I, read I it though you should read it though so that's something i was going to bring up later but we might as well talk about it now which is um lecturers will always recommend loads of text and reading to do should you do them how much of them should you do how do you work out which ones to do um are they even important in first year i I think that recommended readings, obviously you should do them, but there's also the fact of you need to figure out what workload is prioritised. And I think the rule I generally go by is I'll do the recommended readings for the topic areas that I'm more interested in and therefore the ones that I'm more likely to write about in exams and stuff. Like, um, obviously every subject's different with how they do, like, marking and stuff, but um, with, um, like, the arts subjects, it's usually, like, you'll get a bunch of different questions and you'll choose which one to answer. So I think it's better to, like, do more work in depth with the areas that you'd want to write exam questions mm. about. Because if you do, if you if you go too in depth with everything, it's harder to take in all the information because there's so much stuff that you don't really need to know. And, and the recommended reading to all the stuff, as you say, you want for the essay. Yeah. So maybe you might read, like, often I'll give you a list of ten things. You only need to read one, maybe two of those ten things you'll actually get a pretty good idea of the point but you might then want to go back to that list when you're doing an essay and work out which ones of those you can then uh, then use but then in first year how because first year is just for lols you just need a 40 percent pass grade how did you balance kind of your work life guys work life balance um go to most of your lectures you know don't feel too bad if you skip a few and uh Enjoy Sugar Wednesdays and Fridays, that's all I'm saying. That's, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's at least in computer science, again. Um, it's not too hard to manage your work, balance life load. A lot of, <laughs> um, weirdly enough, a lot of my coursework came from my minor, which was um, maths. And um, that, that, that all those lectures were on, like, well, I don't know. I think I, I think I ended up putting 
a significant portion of my time into my mind, surprisingly. Mm. Um, so there's some advice. Pick a miner that you like. I mean, I picked a miner that I liked, but then um, took up a lot of my time. How did you? Did you tend to have a structure? Would you know you could work at certain times? Like what? Or was it kind of very much? Uh, I've got to do this. I'll just do it now. Kind of. Um, it kind of it kind of varied because sometimes you'd like like I'm not very good at keeping a schedule. I I, I will admit that, but. In, um typically you'll catch on just if, if you if you if you don't plan at all you'll just start catching on to when you have free times and when you know right i can do this at xyz or you could be smart and plan it out <laughs> but um typically i just kind of i, I free balled it and I, I i well at the end of the day i never missed a deadline and um i got every piece of coursework handed in and you had so, a good year. You yeah, had I had fun. a good year, exactly. And I don't think I failed anything. Any, anything. <laughs> That's good news. Um, I'd say just know when your know when your coursework has to be in for, and um, you'll be okay because you'll probably figure it out. Yeah, no one will tell you. Maybe your first piece of coursework, but no one will tell you when to start doing your coursework. No. Nope. Um, you need to work that out yourself and kind of go through you'll get a handbook at the start of the year for your course and you need to go through and yeah do what i did is i noted down all the times and kind of worked out okay so i've got this one coming up and started working for that uh yeah quinn would you was that kind of what eddie was saying is that similar to how you approach kind uh, of work-life balance yeah mostly i'm not very good at time management and I think most people secretly are worse at time management than they say they are just because it's easier to be like, oh, yes, I allocated times to study. Um, I don't really do that. That being said, I am privileged in the sense that I'm one of those weirdos who kind of absorbs information quicker than everyone else. I was like the smart kid at school. So I understand that I get away with that a lot easier than most people do. But um, that being said, it doesn't matter how like easily you're taking information and stuff. You're going to get really stressed about stuff at some point, especially mm. with certain times. Because I've found, personally, deadlines all seem to be at the same time. Yeah. So you'll have like two weeks where you feel kind of like you're going to die. And then afterwards, it goes back to normal. And I feel like you got to get used to that like kind of coming and going of the stress. It It's not stagnant. It and it kind of keeps you on your toes, I guess, because mm. if you don't have something to worry about, you will soon. <laughs> I know that's kind of like a really ominous way of saying it, but like, it, I, yeah. I mean, I was someone who's quite good at time management, but even oh, I found you. like, yeah, but that's the thing. Even I found like essays were stressful and they would all come, as Quinn said, at the same time. And I was stressed. I was probably as stressed as anyone else. So yeah, as 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 Quinn says, if you're not worried, you will be soon. And if you don't get stressed ever at university, you're probably doing something wrong. A little bit of stress yeah. is healthy. A little bit of stress is healthy. I mean, I think. Um, for example, um, the deadlines do catch up with you because I remember um, at, because we we got put into quarantine, right? We all went home, and for those first like two weeks of 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 quarantine um like 
summer term I, I literally did nothing and that was a very 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 poor idea because um I was like okay it's time to start working now and then my deadlines were in two weeks so I'll give myself a week you know on each on on each project ish um and my first computer science project I was up <laughs> every single day on my on and, and I, I basically worked my ass off for it about probably like over six hours a day just just looking at it or just having it at least open staring at me and it was incredibly stressful because I thought I wasn't going to make it on time I did but um I wouldn't recommend doing that I recommend yeah. you know as soon as you get a piece of work probably do it um that... <laughs> well at least yeah at least try and work out what you're going to need to do for yeah. it can be helpful so for an arts degree you know, for a piece of coursework. In fact, it kind of brings us on to how to do coursework at uni, which is work out what books and texts you get, you need. You've got to choose a question and have a list of questions to choose from. Um, for science and maths and technical degrees, it's slightly different. Um, but uh, you, I think you have lab reports, uh, which yeah. are different kettle of fish. I know that physics works, that you get a weekly piece of coursework and mm. well, actually, no, you, you get yeah you get a weekly piece of coursework this is the same for maths as well and um in physics you also have practical lab reports as well as in chemistry um mm. so you know and those are as much coursework as i think as any arts degree uh, uh, possibly or, yeah i don't know i don't know many people who do arts degrees not gonna lie but uh, no, i think at the end of the day as long as you enjoy your degree it it it's that that's what's important it's not about what other people think about it it's just you know if you're dedicated to it and you want to do it you know heck the rest of anyone <laughs> who puts you down going back to coursework what i mean coursework again is very very different to anything you'll, you'll do at a level even kind of if you entered essay competitions or done long form english pieces how do you guys, I'll, I'll maybe ask Quinn first on this, how do you guys um, go about doing coursework and how did you kind of adjust the change from A-level or, or school to uh, degree-level coursework? Um, well, I did an EPQ at A-level and a lot of people consider EPQs to be something you shouldn't really do because it's a bit of a waste of time and maybe it is, but it does mean that I knew in advance how to write a lot of essays and stuff and how to source stuff like my subjects used harvard referencing which is how i would reference in my apq so um but obviously you don't need to have done something like that in advance it's just a bit helpful um i usually like to plan out all my points usually not that in depth because i can't be bothered but <laughs> if you can be bothered do it in depth that's a good idea um, and I'll just spend a couple days just gathering as many sources as possible. I think I use more than most people do just because I like to make sure that it's very clear that I've done my research. Um, and I mean, I, I've got pretty decent grades, so evidently that's worked. Um, I use the the library, the uni library quite a lot. Um, mm -hmm. I'll usually get the website up and I'll type like anything that's remotely relevant into the search bar. And I'll just go through like everything. Like I'll skim read stuff. I'm not sat there for weeks, like, but mm. um and I found that I'll usually base what I write partly over my original plan and also partly based on the sources I've got, because I need sources to back my points up. So 
I will kind of base what I write on those. I don't know if that's what most people do, though, but that's what I do. It's, it sounds a little bit similar. So I did politics and um, ethics, philosophy and religion. We're going to get onto the major minor system in a bit. <clears throat> but it sounds similar to what I'd, I'd gather sources. I'd use recommended reading list. Yeah, as you say, you don't need to read the book at length. You can no. scam and sk- scan and skim over the you basically want the introduction and maybe the key chapter start and end and you can use most of that and work out kind of the viewpoint the subject decide what i was going to write plan it and then integrate the sources in as you say um there's a lot of variance i'm sure eddie because your coursework is quite differently you'll have done it very differently to how both of us oh definitely um mainly well the thing is all right i'll just talk maths minor was just a weekly take home coursework thing so mm-hmm. you just got a list of questions, do them all, and then you take you get you go to your workshop the next week and your tutor marks it, and then um, they'll talk about it like um like like what what you went wrong with. So you do get personalised feed, feedback on what you need to improve on, which is always nice, um because we have like workshops like twenty thirty twenty people I think, um and computer science well you get. It, it, you don't get that much coursework, but you do get long courseworks, like, like, you know, you get like little tasks to do, and then you get feedback on them from a, um, a PhD student. Yeah, and then except for that, we just have quizzes, and mostly. And yeah, is there kind of something that you you want to tell? especially regarding how to manage all that. Um, are there any kind of useful tips um, you found over the course of the year? Both of you, in fact. Get help from your friends. <laughs> Not obviously, don't plagiarise of them. Um, mm. But, you know, um, maths has um, maths cafes. They're very useful um, if you're stuck um, because people will help you there. They won't tell you the answers, but they will help you. Um, computer science the computer science society they are they also are always free to open to you basically if you do a subject there'll probably be some sort of help system there for you to go yeah. to or some society or friends that you make in in lectures the, it's yeah. all there for you hopefully you won't be feeling lost as long as you as long as you reach out even if it may be difficult but there, yeah there's always support there there's, there's always there yeah you can go to um professor or lecturer if you really need help oh, that, yeah. you get academic reps as well and generally the academic staff are quite nice people and they are quite willing to point you in the right direction without giving too much away because um, that's the thing it is really important that you the work you do is original and your own um, but also that you do your research which is why if you have more sources than essays you get more marks because it shows that you put the work in and you properly turned it into something your own um, but yeah, plagiarism is super, super. It's, yeah. Honestly, there will be like in your freshers' week, or not the fresh, sorry, the the week after your freshers. <laughs> in every single different lecture you get, every single time they will go. Even though that the previous lecture told you, in your first lecture they will always go. If you plagiarize, you will <laughs> get caught, and you will feel the consequences of it. Yeah. So, yeah. You'll Don't get put in that. prison and die. Well, no, but that's not happening. But, you know, it's not the nice. Yeah. Do, so make sure you reference properly and don't 
I had a friend who was still putting his references in manually at the end of first year. Don't do that. There is, <laughs> oh. soft, there is software. You can get free software, Zotero or Mendeley or Latex, where you can get your book or your web article and you put in the details and it automatically fills it in. It automatically loads it into your essay. So you don't actually have to do very much work on your references. Don't be like my mate. Please, for the love of goodness, save yourself so much time and do your references properly and get a piece of software. To... Yeah. <laughs> this is something I'm very passionate about. At least learn how to do it manually first and then go on the software. I feel yeah. like that's I actually funny. do it manually. I'm not sure if that will like enrage you a lot, but it's because <laughs> when I, what I do in my sources is I'll get like a document and I'll write down like the notes of like every like source like the little bits of information I think is relevant yeah. and then I'll write the referencing next to it so I kind of I do my reference I don't do it like all at once if that makes sense so it's not yeah, as much of a pain enough. if I but do it yeah, once at a time that's another thing when you find a quote or a piece of information write down the page number and the book yeah. immediately you will forget um and it will be so annoying because yeah you won't find it. Where Where's the best places to study then? So the library is kind of the obvious yeah. one. It's got all the books and the kind of focused environment. Have you guys yeah. found any other good places to study on campus? <laughs> Not my wow. room. Not your room? I can't do my room. I think it's, but I think it's mostly because the rooms in campus are so small that you're literally like a meter away from your bed when you yeah. when you're at your desk. So it's it's not as easy because I can just be like, you know, I will lie down for five minutes and then the five minutes ends up being a very, very long time and then suddenly (laughs) I've done nothing for the entire day. So I would recommend if you're living on campus not being in your room, but obviously that is different for everyone. Like everything everything we're saying here, it's always different for everyone. This is just kind of like the guidelines of what we've found works. For sure. Um, if you're a computer science student, um, sorry, I, I, I just knew from a computer science perspective 24-7, <laughs> but it's difficult because I am. But um, if you go upstairs in the science and tech labs, there is hundreds of computers there, just for you, literally mm-hmm. no one else. And it's, you know, it's not always quiet, but it is a place to go. Often there's departmental spaces and yes. you can go in various cafes around campus and the bars and there's, yeah, the chaplaincy is quite a niche one. But that's quite good. Oh, I've never been yeah. there for because, studying. Because the, yeah, the library's really, really intense and sometimes you do just want somewhere a bit lighter and a bit comfier. Um, so yeah, it's fun and to be honest, um, yeah, the library, most of the time you won't be able to get a seat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. but that's the truth. Um it, if I go to the library, I go like off peak times, like I'll either be in the morning or at like 10 pm or something. Mm. Morning is good, but yeah. not everyone awake in the morning. Um, what uh, What would you guys find? One of the last few things I think talk about specific to Lancaster. You guys, um, you both have, we all have minors. Quinn, yours was German, Eddie's yeah. was math, mine was ethics, philosophy, and religion, and creative writing. Would um, Eddie, do you kind of want to explain how the minor system works at Lancaster and how to choose your minor? And because it can be quite confusing and a bit weird because you you still got freshers blue and you're half drunk, but you yeah. have to choose a minor so you, course. You come out of freshers, you're probably still quite um, probably you're probably still maybe ill. I didn't get ill on freshers, just uh, I, I don't think. Um, but no need to brag. Yeah, sorry to <laughs> brag. Um, but you just sort of 
get told one day, oh, it's time to pick your minor now, and then you get handed a big, like, well, you, you get handed a, a metaphorically a big PDF full of all the minors that you can take, and then um, you probably, my, my advice is, is pick a minor that you like, and also the way that you like it's assessed, um, because um, I don't know about you, but I, I chose a surprising amount of my minors through um, not wanting to do group presentations or, <laughs> um, or anything like that. Like vocal presentations, I was like, no, thank you. I'll pass today. But you basically just get to pick a subject that you hope that did at A level. Most of the minors require an A level or like like at least I think a B or a C in mm. in each subject of what you want to pick. So, yeah, you kind of need you kind of need that sort of result. Or you can pick one that you, that doesn't, but you're going to be kind of still thrown in the deep end there. So you know, it's just sort of pick something that you like, but something that you can do. Yeah. And pray that you can do the thing that you like. <laughs> and that's the thing because it it may end up taking up a lot of your time and energy because it yeah. is like you're, it's not actually your mind. The two or three subjects you have will balance out equally and you need to give as much time to your minor as you do to your major and that can be weird yeah um but to be honest i would say do not stress about your minor if you're not the best at it um mm, because sure. you only need 40 percent to pass it and uh you do not have to do it after um you don't have to do it after first year yeah um like my friend took philosophy and he didn't do the greatest uh, but you know he did learn how to reference and uh, write an essay so you know that's at least something <laughs> mm. uh, about sorry I was, I was gonna say about minors um so in your first year you get 120 credits and you get like usually three subjects that are each 40 each um but sometimes your minor requires you to do two subjects together like um I think if I think computer science does that and um, theatre does that because for my year anything in Leica which is the creative institution I forgot what it's called <laughs> um we all have to take a compulsory like general arts module uh, as well uh, I don't think you have to do that next year but my year did so I had to do theatre and the arts module so I could only choose one minor um, which was always going to be German because I am a nerd and always wanted to do theatre in German because I like languages, even though I'm not very good at them. But here I am. <laughs> um, so I've since um, changed my course. So it's a double major. So now I'm doing theatre in German as a double major. But initially this year, German was just a minor. So if you want to continue with your minors, you can mm. do that. You can just apply to change your course. And it's really easy to do. It was very weird having to apply to change my course because I was just applying to do the same thing I've been doing in first year because like like Eddie said the the minors take up the same amount of space as your major like they're all the same amount of credits yeah and um yeah that's a, that's a really good point a lot of people do end up changing their major and minor or dropping their major and focusing on their minor going into uh it's a, it's a flexible system and that's partly yeah. why people actually quite enjoy it yeah, um, you do get a lot of wiggle room. But Eddie makes a really good point in saying, uh, be careful what, how they test you, how they examine you. If you do three essay subjects, so I had a flatmate who did uh, history, politics, and philosophy, 
he'd end up having three one and a half thousand, two thousand word essays uh, all roughly at the same time at the end of term, which is brutal. Um, so try and kind of balance that out a bit. Um, yeah. That's probably why I went for creative writing because we didn't have a regular coursework assessment, which is great. But um, we did a four thousand word piece at the end of the year, which is less great. Um, you know, swinging around about. I can't quite remember how long you get to pitch your mind. I think you get just over a week, possibly, or maybe a week. Yeah. You, you, yeah. Pick, you pick it like just after you get in. Yeah, but yeah. you can you can see on the website and stuff what mine is. You can do a little bit after you get in, so you don't just yeah. have a week. I mean, a lot of people kind of do because they don't look at the website. But yeah. I did. I'm one of those people who like looks up literally every piece of information you can get first, <laughs> and I would advise that you do that really mm. if you are bothered enough. So yeah. I spent like months thinking about mine, and then I was really disappointed when I found out I could only take one. Oh, that is tough. Yeah. And oh, might... also, here's another weird thing you might have to watch out for. Um, you might end up picking a minor, and then it might end up conflicting with your entire schedule, yeah. and you might have to pick a new one. Um, that's not a good situation to be in, but it is a situation that you may end up in at some point because um, lectures, lectures, you know, they don't work around you, unfortunately. <laughs> that, that, that's one of the big things at university. It's not really kind of the subject of this lecture but yeah university doesn't revolve around you if you're, yeah. strugg- if you're struggling it is on with your coursework it's on you to find the help and it's on you to sort yourself out um yeah. no one's actually going to notice if you fall behind if you're really struggling with the well that's not true actually if you okay. li- if you drop on attendance and you drop in your grades sometimes uh, the university will hopefully reach out to you i think that is I'd- true I think I've heard that. I don't think you're not like you're completely left alone in the dark. But if you're struggling, um, email your lecturer or email. Go to the base. Talk talk to them. They're very good. The base, by the way, is like a like an all sort of like you know student help thing on campus that you can go to for basically anything that you need. Yeah. Um, so I um I also think yeah. Oh, you go to the union. Actually, I don't know if the union does stuff like that. But, I think they do some stuff, yeah. Yeah, they do some stuff. Yeah, there, there is help, but as yeah, um, thank you for correcting me on that. Uh, there is help, yeah. but you you kind of do need to be a little bit more proactive in finding it and anticipating yeah. when you're going to need help, when you're going to be struggling. Um, yeah. If it's subject position, uh, sorry, if it's subject specific, um, lecturers and stuff, they all have times where you can go and visit them as well. Yeah. So um, they will usually give you those times, like when you start off. So if you need to talk to them about anything, like anything you're struggling with subject-wise, you can go and see them and they're usually pretty good about that. Yeah, yeah, they are. I yeah. really recommend and that. And they're also criminally underutilised, so I've heard. So, yeah. um, you know, you know yeah. don't don't feel afraid to go. Okay, that I think it's uh, brought us to a conclusion there. Yeah. Thank you both for, for coming today and sharing experiences of studying at the university. It's been really helpful. Um, and I hope a lot of you listening will have learned loads and uh, be looking forward to it as well because the thing is often studying people don't look forward to studying at university as much as other stuff but it can end up actually being quite cool it's uh, amazing I, yeah first year don't don't want to go to waste <laughs> but yeah put the work in and you'll you'll do well um, first year is kind of like the foundation like they're not expecting you to do excellently like when I first had my essay my first essays they literally said 
it doesn't have to be great. We just have to see what you can do so we can build. Mm. So, like, don't expect to be really good at the subjects. I know a lot of people have been quite disappointed in first year because of how low their grades are, but, like, it does get better. Yeah. It's because we're, we're adjusting to a whole new system. And so we got to accommodate for that. And, and also, as Quinn says, it's the foundation. So it's not as important, but also if you do your work and you learn good study techniques, um, then that will set you up really well for years two and three. Yeah. Um, and you, yeah, so that's, that's something to bear in mind. Um, but if you do need any further help, do get in contact with us with Belg FM. Our details are on our website, which we'll put in the description and you can uh, get in touch with us in other ways. Mm. But thank you for listening. Do consider giving us a follow or a like or review, whatever is available on your platform. We'll be back soon with another episode on something. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to remember, but I cannot. But hopefully you'll be hearing from all, uh, us all again soon. For now, nice stay time. safe and catch up with Take you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.